0: Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power.
1: So, Really what today is about is beginning to look at what some of that programming might be there and what might already may have already worked through and what might still be hidden and not necessarily being brought forth and really the opportunity is that when we are a live sexual being that doesn't mean that we're making sex 24 hours a day i love the thing when people when we say tantra to people they're like oh does that mean you have orgies all day long <laughs> right and and that's this part of the the mind that actually in a way, disassociates because of what we've been programming to see in terms of society and culture with religion, with pornography, with a lot of things that has created such a separation between how we've arrived here on this planet. You're all here because mommy and daddy at one point came together one night. A seed and an egg met and life was created. And yet the very thing that brought us into life is the very thing that most of society condemns most strongly. And so that energy, when it can actually be cultivated, and it can be how we move through the day in a more orgasmic state, in a more making love, not just to one another, but really making love to life. And that energy is what is so deeply healing, because that's the energy that brought us here. That's the energy that when you can activate your sexual energy, anything that's not love and above inside of you is going to go away. But we're terrified of actually coming alive into our sexuality because that would mean more freedom. That would mean that, that our mind would actually have less control and not to put everything upon the mind, but we're just these bioelectric magnetic beings that are taking in all of these different information along the way. And so we're told at a young age, don't be sexual. Don't play with your genitals. In the fucking womb. Science shows that in the womb, children are playing with their genitals. I have an old, older sister, and she has two young boys, and I, was, I go back to Boston every once in a while, and there's a friend of hers, and you know they also have a young boy, and the father gets really weird When the child, they're like, what do we do? He's playing with his balls. I'm like, he's playing with his his balls because he's a boy. And he's curious. Like, just let him be free. Look at what that's reflecting back to you. And that so much of the society that we're in is like the shaming around our sexuality. The fact that we can watch crazy amounts of violence on TV, but we're terrified of watching beautiful people making love is beyond me. And yet, I know in my own journey the amount of shame that I've worked through to be able to have more freedom, and I still find places in my mind where I'm like, whoa, this might be much, this might be a bit too much. So, there is that tactful space of actually being aware of the, the, the place around you. But also, when our sexual energy can be free, everything else in life becomes, to be, becomes more free as well. And I say, how you make love in the bedroom if the, the, the lights are out and you're afraid to see your partner, that might be a little bit of a connection between how you're relating to life. And I never really understood all of that. For a long time in my own life, I had my spiritual, my meditation, my coaching, my, my counseling practice, then I had my sex life. And I was like two completely separate worlds and I never even thought that I could merge them more effectively together. And then I had a, a beautiful woman come in my life that just allowed me to actually integrate that. And I, it was amazing when I began to let go of more of my deep-rooted shame around my sexuality, how much more they all started to play around together. And the more freedom I actually began to find with sharing my voice, with speaking up with letting myself know that it's safe to be in this body. It's safe to be a wild, erotic, sexual being and still be deeply connected to business, still be deeply connected to family, still be fully alive in this body and not be afraid of it. Our sexual energy is what sets us free. Our sexual energy is what's brought us here. Our sexual energy, when we can move through The layers of programming, the layers of conditioning, the layers of things that have been stacked upon it, whether it was hard trauma, some of you may have experienced with rape or abuse or different sexual abuse or soft trauma, whatever it may be, all of these different things are inside of our being. And because we are this bioelectric magnetic body inside this, having this human experience, all of those Conditioned realities that you've taken in is just layers and layers that's inhibiting your being from able to actually experience deeper spaciousness of love because it's stacked up there. So we're opening that up, we're opening up the, the capacity to communicate more effectively. What was your experience with pornography? What was your religious upbringing? Were you told that it, you, you know, you're not allowed to be naked? You know, sexuality is shamed. All of these different things, at a young age, they enter into our body, into our being, and it's, we're terrified of it. I remember the first time I felt freedom in being naked around other people, and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can look at their genitals, and I don't have to feel weird about it. Like, the moment that sexuality, the moment breasts are there, the moment, like the word "yoni" comes in conversation or "pussy," it's like, ooh, I want to tell them how I feel, but then they might think this, and then they might think that, and like, when was the last time one of you looked at your genitals and just said, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah," like, or like, ooh, I wish it was bigger, I wish those lips weren't shaped like that, like, why did God make me this way? All these things of like we compare because our our comparison mind goes to what we saw in pornography, or what we saw here in, in beautiful books. It's like, my pussy lips aren't like hers. Is there something wrong with me? No! God made you beautiful exactly the way you are. Mm-hmm. Whether you have a big cock, a small cock, little balls, three balls,
0: whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, we can talk about sacred sexuality, but really it's something to be felt, and we've been talking about the pillars of Tantra and the first pillar, transmutation, the fire that comes from the root when we don't feel safe, that when given a chance spreads through the body and alchemizes suffering into consciousness as we burn away what no longer serves and remember who we really are. Another pillar that was introduced yesterday is consecration. So, I consecrate this transmission to healthy sexual education on the planet. To children growing up knowing that sexuality is beautiful, that sexuality is nothing to be ashamed of. To children growing up with the sounds of lovemaking instead of the sounds of the fucking news poisoning their minds. Mm. instead of the overstimulation, Children learning that life force energy is something that brings pleasure in the bedroom, that brings pleasure out of the bedroom, and as Aaron said so beautifully, that we can make love to all of life in every moment, that existing is actually a love-making act. That our children are looked, in, looked, looked at into their eyes, that we go down to their eye level, and we say, sweetheart, It's okay that you feel sad and we hold Ah. them. That we say, sweetheart, how is that discovering your genitals? Ah. That we allow the animal, that the animal is okay, the emotional body is okay. Deep heart connection is what paves the day and consciousness expands far beyond the conditioning that is limited to... A way of exploring sex that doesn't even begin to touch the surface of what's possible. Mm. So I consecrate mm. today and this transmission to a new education on the planet. Mm. The third pillar of the temple is transfiguration, where we meet each other's eyes and we see that there is no separation, that separation is an illusion. And that what you are looking at is the divine reflection Mm -hmm. of your own beautiful soul. Of your feminine, of your masculine, of the oneness that's beyond the duality. And of the love Mm -hmm. that's in your heart. And the fire that's in your belly. And the fourth pillar of the temple is sublimation. Where we don't just keep sexual energy. Moving at the base with the agenda to come, but rather we circulate it all through the body. By sublimating energy from lower to higher. From higher to lower. So with sacred sexuality, tantric lovemaking, sacred union, there's a a spiralling, there's a circulating. And it's much more... Feminine in nature than that we see (laughs) in pornography, yeah? And the outcome-oriented, let's give her an orgasm and then I can have an orgasm and foreplay looks like X, Y and Z. So let's assume that what's happened with pornography and religion is a lot what Aaron talked about, okay? There's all this emphasis on what we look like, on goals, on... You know the deal. And then religion, the focus is on sex should only be after marriage, sex is dirty, all of that kind of stuff, and the, and, and the shame that comes with it. And then, of course, there are the, I guess the positive aspect of pornography is at least there's some expression of sexuality happening, right, that we get to see, and there is a wildness to it. Tantra can still be completely wild and fucking hot, and there can be you know, explosive, amazing moments happening all the time, but orgasmic energy is something that's flowing through our whole body rather than being localised genitally. And I guess the beauty of religion that's been lost is that place of sanctimony, of of deep commitment, of really loving someone and choosing someone before we make love to them. And I do feel that if there's not deep love between two people, the feminine in both the man and the woman is not going to be completely open, particularly in a woman's body. And as I don't know if any of you know this, but the way that a woman opens sexually is through her heart. So if you just try to penetrate her without her heart being open, there's going to have to be a lot of genital stimulation and lubrication happening. And really we don't want to use fake lubricants. We want to be able to open a woman naturally and a woman opens naturally when she feels safe, when she feels a lot of presence and when there's been slow, you know, back to the morning choir, when there's been a slowing down and pleasure has time to heat up in the body. So if that's the... Do you want to add to that?
1: Yeah, and what that means, that's what allows a woman's body to open. So the, the often, you know, men are just... Going directly into vaginal touch, and you know and then oh it's not lube, so then we grab some lube and then the yoni isn't open, so really the more that her whole body opens, then eventually everything can be drawn towards the yoni, but that takes time, it takes a willingness, it takes part of that, and what we're getting into is letting go of the agenda, because really in, in any tantric lovemaking, it's taking away the agenda of the connection.
0: Mm-hmm. So if that's to talk about, because men, you know, it's like for them, for their heart to open, their sexuality has to open. And there's this social, there's this acceptance in society that much more of an acceptance that a woman needs to be romanced and her heart needs to open before she can open. But there's not that same level of understanding for men that actually we need to be enticing their desire and we need to be contacting their sexuality if we... If we're like saying to a man, hey, how are are you feeling? What's going on for you? He's going to be much less likely to open than if we put some music on and, you know, gave a bit of a sexy dance first and contacted him with our bodies. So healthy sexuality is all about the relationship you have to your own sexuality. So there's no way that Aaron and I could come together in such deep sacred union if we hadn't already found our own lover within ourselves if we hadn't already moved through a lot of the places of shame within our own being a lot of the places that hold on in our own being so the more that you can let go of the mind and be free in your own life and with yourself then the more you're going to be able to do that in this dance so that inner dance of the masculine and feminine in your inner union is also going to have a big part to play in that. So tantric lovemaking is, is very much about subtle energetics and it's also very much about accessing kundalini energy through the sushumna nadi, our central channel. Yeah, So that either in Pingala, the masculine and feminine serpents, can dance and we can experience orgasmic energy as a healing modality that brings pleasure through the whole system and connects us to God and actually releases DMT. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Eliya Tantra School or visit today. See you next time.